0: Am I wearing it right? Does the blue side go out? Or does the white side go out? Who knows? I don't. Hey, I'm glad you're here. You look good in your mask. Hey, uh, while you're here with us today, uh, would you join me in welcoming Craig Clapper? Uh, Craig was a pastor for a number of years uh, at Trinity Evangelical Free Church in South Bend. He participates with a group of other pastors, with Pastor Dave and I, other Free Church guys, and uh, continues, even after uh, retiring from full-time ministry, continues to pour in to guys like me. And uh, just with his knowledge and his experience, And we are so excited to welcome Craig back. He is, uh, if you you don't know, be sure to ask him about all his experiences on the Appalachian Trail and hiking, he leads tours of Israel. Uh, Listen, you're in for a treat today and next Sunday as we have Craig here. So just join me in giving him a great welcome. uh, Craig Clapper.
1: You know, I was sharing that I'm no more wild about these masks than anybody else. But if anybody could make you not be disagreeable about it, it would be Josh in the videos he sent out. Those were so winsome and uh, I appreciate uh, just his winsome, his winsome spirit. Uh, Some of you uh, were here and I have spoken about the Appalachian Trail. You know, I don't do that trail anymore, but. I uh, live by Potato Creek State Park, and I'm down there all the time, uh, and uh, I do a lot of praying down there. And I was praying down there the other day, I pray out loud, there's hardly anybody down there, and I was hiking down a trail, and it was a bike trail, and I was praying out loud to God, and I quoted Woody Allen to God, because Woody Allen, of all people, said this to God about God, he said, God, if you're up there, I wish you'd at least clear your throat once in a while so I know you're there. So I'm walking down this bike trail and I don't even know what I was praying about, but I said, God, to quote Woody Allen, I wish you'd just clear your throat once in a while so I know you're there. Well, right at that time, some guy was coming up behind me on a bicycle and he cleared his throat to let me know he's there before he passed. He went past and I thought, whoa, was that you, God, or was that, <laughs> what was that, you know? Uh, but have you ever thought that, that God, I wish you could just like speak face to face as it says in Exodus 33 that you did with Moses, and it means intimately. And, um, but there's a place, and uh, the scripture was read a little bit earlier where um, God speaks directly to Moses, and he says, Moses, I want to bless the children of Israel, and I want you to tell Aaron, the priest, that this is the way that I want you to bless the children of Israel. Now, we know from the New Testament that in Romans, we were grafted into that, uh, that tree, that nation, And then at Galatians chapter six, at the end, it says, uh, peace be upon the Israel of God. And that includes you and I. So we're in on this blessing. Speaking of the word blessing, you know, there was a day if somebody sneezed, you'd say, bless you. I don't know what they'd say today if you sneezed on them, you know, Uh, probably not bless you. But the word bless actually means to receive divine favor. And of course, biblically, it'd be God himself, that you you receive God's favor and the result is you are truly happy. Now, we're all seeking happiness and uh, think that certain things will make us happy, but uh, truly the blessing of God is what will make us happy. You know, uh, I happened to see on Facebook and shared this with my daughter that uh, Country Time Lemonade Company decided that it was terrible that little kids couldn't have lemonade stands this year. So they decided to give a PPP, a Paycheck Protection Program, to children under 14 years old that would write in and tell about their, their lemonade experience and a picture of themselves at a lemonade stand. and. Uh, they would consider giving you a $100 stimulus package, I guess, for the next time that you could run a lemonade stand. So I told my daughter, and she told her nine-year-old uh, daughter, and this is what she wrote to try and get that 100 bucks. Hi, my name is Eliana. I'm nine years old. I've done so many lemon stands, lemonade stands over the past four years. I miss doing it this year. When I saw this, I was so happy, I was so blessed. This is very helpful for us kids, so I want to thank you so much. What would I spend my money on? I would buy clothes and shoes, why? So I would rock when I go back to school, (laughs) okay? (laughs) And I would also buy nail polish, why? because I don't have much nail polish, and so my nails would pop when I go back to school. And maybe some snacks. Why? So I can eat when I get bored. (laughs) And that's the end of her her, uh, little letter to the lemonade stand. I would be extremely surprised if she gets the 100 bucks, to tell you the truth. Um, There's a little girl who wants to rock at school. I didn't even know what that meant. And my nails would pop. And then when I get bored, I could eat. Isn't it true that the things in life that we think are going to make us happy, make us rock, make us pop, get attention, get fulfillment? um, Sometimes it doesn't fulfill, so we just need something to eat when we get bored with life. It just doesn't seem to truly, truly bless us. That means To to have God's divine favor because we're built to receive our true fulfillment from our creator. The passage that we're going to study that uh, you read uh, from Numbers chapter 6. It's interesting that uh, almost the exact same time that COVID came out in early March, a song came out on that passage. And you may have heard it, the blessing song uh, by Carrie Joby and Cody... Forget his last name, but it's amazing. Now this song had been done before. Michael Card has a great rendition of it, but this one is just so good. And uh, it immediately went to number three on the Christian songs chart. Virtual choirs have done it all around the world. And it's had over 22 million views on YouTube. And I would recommend that even after today, you just Google up the blessing song, carry Joby and watch that and uh, it'll, it'll really speak to your heart. And what's so good about it is you don't have to worry about, well, do I agree with this? It is straight scripture. Now, I'm going to go to that passage. Numbers chapter six, verse 22. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons saying, thus shall you bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, this is a unquestionable blessing from God. This is is how I really want to favor my people. This is how I want to bring my people fulfillment. This is the truly blessed life. The Lord bless you and keep you. You know, uh, on the screen here, there's actually a mistake and it's my mistake. It has um, capital L and little O-R-D. It's not the right word. In your text, it says the Lord, Yahweh. Whenever you see all capitals, it's the Lord. The I am that I am hath sent thee. It's the one that God says, I've heard the cries of my people and I've come down to deliver them. It's the one who hears our cries and comes down to deliver us. That Lord, the one who made us, created us, that if we know him, we'll spend eternity with. The Lord bless you. Don't you wanna know the Lord's blessing? You know, it's a sad thing, I think, that the majority of people that ever walk planet Earth are gonna leave, I think, wondering, uh, what was my life supposed to be? (laughs) What would have my life been like if I had really had God's divine favor upon my life and lived in union with him? Well, it would look like this, you wouldn't be afraid. It says the Lord bless you and keep you. The word keep means to to hold safe, to have God as your rock, as your fortress, your hiding place, as it says all throughout the Psalms, that we would know that we're safe. You know, today the big statement is always stay safe, stay safe. I have a brother, whenever I talk to him, he'll say, stay dangerous. And I like it. Let me ask you, did Jesus ever tell his disciples when he sent them out? Now, guys, whatever you do, stay safe. Don't get hurt out there. Don't put yourself in any danger. No, he said, go die (laughs) for me, my cause. Make your life have meaning, but I will be keeping you. God led the children of Israel through a wilderness, but he fed them, he clothed them. He gave them water out of a rock. He gave them meat. He gave them manna from heaven. God wants our life experience to have that same experience where we know that the Lord kept me. I was was under the shadow of his hand of blessing. Nothing came into my life without God's permission. He was protecting me. Whenever I think of this, I think of Olive Workman. Years ago in my church, there was an elderly woman named Olive Workman who, uh, she was dying, and she told me this story. She said, Pastor Clapper, when I was a little girl, I I became an orphan. And she said, what happened was my mother died and my father couldn't take care of me. And so I was given to a, a group of nuns to take care of me. And she said, I knew this was gonna happen. And she said, I was in a swing. I remember as a little girl, my mother had died. My father said I was gonna have to go live with the nuns. And she said, it was a windy day. And I looked up on the swing and here came a nun across the yard in a flowing white uh, habit. And she said, that nun came over and picked me up and wrapped me in her habit and just held me. And she said, I cried. And she said, I'm gonna take care of you. Olive, everything will be okay. And she said, you know, Pastor Clapper, I've I've never been Catholic, but every time I see a nun in a habit, I want to go and crawl in it and just be held safe and sound in there. I want to tell you, God wants you to have that same experience. He wants you to be able to say, I know I'll be kept safe. I know I'll be protected. You know, on the way here, life's full of sermon illustrations. The Amish were all going to church this morning as we were driving here from down by Bremen, where we live on six. And uh, there was one really smart guy I saw coming this way. The wind's coming from the West and was raining and a buggy went past and there was a guy on a bicycle right behind that buggy, drafting off that buggy. <laughs> and I thought, now there's a smart guy, but also that's, that's a smart Christian that says, I'm going to draft off God. I'm going to get right behind God. He's going to protect me. And uh, it breaks down a little bit, but it's true. Do you have that protection? Do you have a sense that the good hand of God is upon you? He wants you to have that. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Now we know that Uh, is speaking anthropomorphically, that is, as a human, God is spirit, and it doesn't literally have a face, like he doesn't have a hand or a back when he said, I'll show you my back, Moses. He said, I'll let my goodness, my character, pass before you. But it's a statement. You may even have a translation that says, may he smile upon you. May he lift up his countenance. May, May his face shine upon you. Smile upon you, look at you, and smile. You know, all those little emojis on the computer. If this morning you had to pick out an emoji that would represent how you believe God feels toward you when He looks at you, what would you pick? This text says, I want my people to know that I'm smiling. But sadly, a lot of times in my life, I I think God's got a big disappointment look, a frown. Like he's putting up with me. Sometimes one of those fiery faces, you know, like I'm pretty mad at you, ticked off of you. How about this one? (laughs) Sometimes I think God goes, I'm shocked at you. You know, uh, when I was, a kid. We, we were raised right next door to my grandparents and uh, my grandfather died and spent lots of time with my grandmothers, very, very close to my grandmother. But there was a problem. My grandmother used to say to me and my mom's mom, Craig, I can read you like a book. That scares a kid to death. Well, my grandmother toward the end of her life went and, and had a portrait done of herself that was in my parents' home. And, uh, It was very well done. The problem was my grandmother had this particular stern look and somehow they painted her with that stern look. Well, after my parents died, the kids were all talking, hey, who wants grandma's pictures? I don't want it. (laughs) She's got that look, you know, like I'm reading you like a book, Craig. Now my grandmother was, she's a wonderful person. She's in heaven. And she's very kind, but she did have that one look, like I'm kind of disappointed in you, Craig. And unfortunately, they got that look in that particular portrait. And, uh, but sadly, if I'm honest, most of the time, I don't think God's got a big grin when he's looking at me. And I'm trying to work on that more to, to really sense that he is looking at me, first of all, not looking away. And it's because we were talking here, the only way we're ever gonna make it is through amazing grace. Because the next word says, and be gracious unto you. I think that's because the children of Israel out there getting a the blessing saying, "We well, ain't gonna smile at me. No, no, he's going to be gracious to you as well. <laughs> he knows you're not perfect. He knows you still struggle. But he still smiles like you smile upon, I just spent a week with my 10 grandchildren. I smile at them but sometimes a little disappointed in them. But I still look at them. I still look at them with approvals, what it's saying. Because of grace, because you see the depths of their heart and what they mean to you, and that's God's view toward us who are in him, his children. Be gracious unto you. Well, we do need that amazing grace, don't we? I heard of a uh, art exhibit that was up in New York and someone submitted a painting they did of Niagara Falls and it was great. And they sent it into the art exhibit, but they forgot to title it. You were supposed to give a title to your portrait. So your art piece. So it was a picture of Niagara Falls, the river and coming down and going on. So they titled it. Do you know what they titled it? More to come. I love that. More to come. By the way, that's grace. As we look back, and you were singing about it, my whole story, as I look back, is nothing but amazing grace. Only God could have brought me safe thus far. And he will also get me home to believe that there's much more. I look downstream, nothing but Uh, grace as well. I look where I'm at today and it's nothing but amazing grace. You know, I'm a, uh, I like Bob Dylan. I'm sorry, I do. But in his, what's called the Christian era, he put out this song and uh, the opening line is this, by this time, I'd have thought I'd be sleeping in a pine box for all eternity I've escaped death so many times, I know I'm only living by the saving grace that's over me. Can you relate to that? You look back at your history and you say, it's been nothing but grace and I'm in grace today and it gives me tremendous hope and confidence that that grace will get me home, clear to the end. To know that when he looks at you, he sees you through his son, Jesus, in his righteousness and its amazing grace. So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you. And then it sounds like a repeat. And may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. What does that mean? Well, it's the same thing. He he lifts his face up and he looks at you. He doesn't look away. He's not shifty-eyed. He'll look you right in the eye. Now, that can be a scary thing. But I want you to look at me. You know, this week I had a a eye doctor appointment at a specialist and I've never seen him before. But uh, they took pictures of my eyes and did all, this one doctor did all this stuff, sent it over to the specialist. And uh, then it was time to go into him. And they opened up the door and said, the doctor will see me. I went in and he never looked up. He's just sitting there on his computer. Now he's looking at, me, but he, he's looking there and I sit down and I thought, this is a little awkward. And he goes, how are you today? And I had just heard this, so I said it to him. I said, I'm fine. I am fearful, insecure, nervous, and exhausted. That got his attention. And he looked at me, I said, I'm kidding, I'm not, I'm fine. And uh, but it's rude to not look at a person. God's not rude like that. Don't you sometimes feel like God just looks away from you? Like, don't look at me, God. Don't My shame, my guilt, whatever. He goes, no, I look at you and I smile. I love you. I know all about you. I knew that when I received you, when I chose you, just like the children of Israel, prone to wander. Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. And we got it from these ancestors. It says then, and give you peace, peace, shalom. You know, the Hebrew word there for peace is much, much broader than just peace. <laughs> like no war. You turn on the TV set, it never, I mean, we know it won't happen. And it says, we don't have anything to report today about any country's fighting. Everybody got along today. World peace. The, uh, that I've never known that on the news and you haven't either. But this is a piece that goes much deeper. You know, I I read the other day where uh, this one Frederick Buckner said, when we go in the evening, almost all of us watch the evening news and we always hear about the wars that are going on, all the turmoil. And he said, we ought to be knowledgeable what's happening in the world, pray about it. But when you go to bed at night, don't think so much about those wars out there At the end of the evening, reflect upon your own life, your own little world. How were the wars between you and your work associates today? How did the relationships go today there? Did you get a good punch in on somebody? Did they get one in on you? Do you resent it? What about your own little world wars? And then he says this, and then what about the war within? What about the civil war within each person's chest? How's the war going over your own soul? Do you have peace yourself? Boy, that's convicting, isn't it? Rather than always thinking out there, what about right in here? What's happening in my own soul? And give you peace, give you shalom, give you congruence, that your life is together. You can finally go, everything's all right. And then it says this in the text. It says, so shall they put my name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. My name. Um, put my name upon them. You know, it says that God's not, God is not ashamed to be called our father. huh? You know, uh, Many, many years ago, we had our grandkids at the house and we went to a beach and it had a lot of stone on the beach. And uh, my grandson, he might've been like seven or so at that time, and his mom and dad were there. And he was picking up rocks and throwing them on the beach. And uh, there was this big guy over there with his wife laying on the beach and he almost hit him. And I said, Benjamin, don't throw any rocks. I said, you're gonna hit somebody with a rock. And you can guess it wasn't a minute later, he picked up a rock, through over there and hit that lady. And uh, this guy jumps up and he runs over to me. He goes, he hit my old lady with a rock. And I said, he's not my kid. He's that guy's kid. <laughs> so he went over after his dad, you know. Sometimes I feel like God wants to say, hey, he's not my kid, <laughs> You know, he's that guy's kid or whatever. God says, and so I shall put my name upon Israel. Now, Israel, they didn't all li- always live up to what you would think God would want to claim as his own. But God says, no, no, they're my children. They're my children. I'm working with them, but they are my children. I love them, and I'm going to keep working with them. Give you Peace. And then I will bless them. They'll have my blessing upon them. You know, uh, boy, I don't get this right, but after all these years, I really do wanna know that my life, at least in this chapter here, really did have God's blessing upon it. I wanna live a life where I'm assured and can rest in the fact that I belong to God through Jesus Christ and that I have his blessing. He's he's the one that's gonna make me happy and I seek it in his will and his direction. Lord, bless me and keep me. I don't have to worry, I'm safe. No matter what, I don't have to be afraid down here. That I can live dangerously. Not stupidly, but dangerously. Lord, bless you and keep you. Make, make his face to shine upon me. That I would know that God's smiling in me. That he's gracious to me because I fail him so much. But I still know that he is looking at me, not away from me. That his countenance is looking at me and that I have his peace. In this life and in the life to come. That I'm truly Happy, happy, happy. Do you remember that guy, Phil Robertson, back uh, years ago? I think it was 2013, wrote that book about the Duck Dynasty guy. And it was about uh, life. It was called uh, Happy, Happy, Happy. It's what makes him happy. And if, if you read the book, uh, he knows Christ, and he, he says there's some things you need to do to be happy. He said, number one, get off the grid. Now, he's extreme. He says, throw your cell phone and your computer away. I wouldn't go that far, but... Uh, Get off the grid, get outdoors, get some fresh air, get some sunshine. Um, Grow your own food and eat good food and get together. Don't eat alone, eat with family. Don't live a lonely life, stay connected. Don't be isolated. We know that today we're finding out that isolation, uh, it's not good for people either. And then he says this at the very end. He said, uh, Following Jesus has been a blast. He has blessed me mightily, and that's why I am happy, happy, happy. Happy in body, soul, and spirit to the very core of my being. I'm fulfilled. I have shalom. I may live in a dangerous world, but I can live dangerously in it for God because I have a father in heaven that loves me, looks at me, smiles upon me, takes care of me. And one day when I leave this earth, it's just for better things. That's quite a blessing, isn't it? Amen? Let's, uh, let's all attempt to, to live that out. Let's, uh, let's just say, God, I want that blessing upon my life. You know, in just a moment, Josh is gonna come up in the team and they're going to actually uh, play this particular song and I think lead you in singing it. Uh, But during that time and after the service, uh, you have what's called the Barnabas team here where people are ready to pray with you if you have any decisions to make or you just want prayer. And you could come up uh, during the song or after the service. So with that, Uh, Josh, if you'd please come with the team, I'll give a brief prayer uh, while you come on up. Lord Jesus, uh, what I have shared, Father, we're all in process with, but I state, and I pray that many here would echo with me, I want your blessing upon my life. In Jesus' name, amen.